Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Tom Brady does his thing. Jones races in. Touchdown Giants. To the end zone. Rodgers for the touchdown. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Frog snuffed that one out. And that ball popped out, folks. Ball was lost by the offense. Recovered by the defense in the end zone. Touchdown. Earlier on the show, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase. Coming up, Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Happy New Year one and all. We say hello to everybody watching on the Roku channel. We say hello to everybody listening on Terrestrial Radio and Sirius XM and everybody listening on the Odyssey app as well. We say hello to anyone listening on our podcast. We love you. Anybody who wants to listen listen to us whenever the hell they darn well please just uh, subscribe to our podcast cumulus podcast network puts it out where all podcasts are required hit the subscribe button youtube.com slash rich eisen show we went over half million subscribers there over our christmas break Ooh. thrilled that uh, that yeah. that is uh, up and thriving uh, there is the rich eisen show collection it's a video on demand service part of our partnership with roku which enters its first full calendar year we're very excited about the upcoming year and we're Thrilled to have you here on this program. Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo in their usual spots. Good to see them, as well as TJ Jefferson in his spot as well. Josh Allen will be joining us uh, on the program coming up. Big game tonight. We just heard a little bit of my interview with Jamar Chase. And he and the Bengals and Joe Burrow taking on the Bills tonight. So much at stake. We'll discuss that at the end of the hour as well. Mentioned at the top of the program that the Packers are turning into that proverbial team you don't want to face. And clearly, uh, as the Lions are progressing in Seattle, uh, off to that hot 6-3 and three start, making it to 8-8, eight and eight, um, having lost 5 of 7, but getting that nice momentum going. For them, them sitting currently in the 7th seed right now, you'd look at all due respect at them and the Lions, the Packers are the team that you know, seems to have the best momentum and the best soup to nuts defense, quarterback, offense, going in, special teams. Don't want to see them if you're the other six seeds currently in the uh, in the NFC. You wouldn't want to see Aaron Rodgers and the Packers come in with a five-game win streak is what I would suggest. Then you take a look at the AFC and who might be the seventh seed there as the Chargers and the Ravens are currently in wildcard spots. It's still possible for the Ravens to move up to three or higher, potentially. You never know. Um, but it is, well, actually can't be any higher than three. That's where they would rest if they win the AFC North. 
But that seven seed, you look at the teams that are still in that mix for the seven seed. The Jaguars are one of them, by the way. It's possible that they lose to the Titans on Saturday night in the Saturday night game that just got announced for week 18, the NFL season finale, as it's being called. Uh, the Jaguars can actually lose that game and have a whole bunch of results need to shake out on Sunday for them to make the, the playoffs as a seven seed. But you look at that team and the other teams that are in the mix for that seven seed, the Dolphins with Tua concussed for a third time and a broken finger suffered by Teddy Bridgewater in the loss in New England on a pick six that turned the game. And New England being the team that currently has the win and in scenario for that seven seed, with all due respect to that offense, an opportunistic defense that is so damn opportunistic. How about this, Dad, going into Sunday? The Patriots have uh, a team that we know is points challenged, but you look at their total points, one-third of their total points, one-third scored off of takeaways. <laughs> Most in the NFL. So they're relying on taking the ball away and relying on turning those short fields into points if not for immediate points. So again, they they love scoring pick sixes. They, they love doing it. They're good at it. But you look at all the teams that are in the mix for this final seed. The one you don't want to face. The one that I think would be the best team heading in with a head of steam is a team with multiple pro bowlers, if not all pro players on defense. A, an offense with a very stout big boy pants running back. And a whole bunch of young players that just don't know what they don't know. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are really playing well. Now, they needed Kenny Pickett to pull it together and then out of the fire on Christmas Eve night against the Raiders. He did it. And they needed him to do it in Baltimore last night. And he comes up with not one, but two 80-yard drives in the fourth quarter. One for a field goal, one for the first touchdown scored by an opponent in Baltimore in 15 quarters. 15. Bill Parcells' phrase when a rookie performs well and starts turning the page and playing like a veteran. He calls that a huggy drop. His He dropped his huggies. And that's what he has done in the last two weeks. And just a reminder, if there's anybody in the Steelers hashtag here we go world that needs that reminder, you have a Hall of Fame head coach. And if you think Mike Tomlin isn't all that or shouldn't be around anymore after all this time, you are, with all due respect, dumb. (laughs) Well, guess what? (laughs) Because if you got your way, he would be hired elsewhere in 10 seconds. And by that, by by the way, I mean, like, really, 10 seconds. Like, word would get out before. Rumor is he's out. And people would be already on the phone to his agent saying, we will hire him. Talk to us that fast. He's hired. That's how fast. (laughs) And then you clearly haven't spoken to the guy. You know, obviously, 
you know, fans don't get to have interaction, real-life interaction with a head coach similar to what I was fortunate enough to have along with the rest of our broadcast team prior to that Christmas Eve game. I know I called into the show when Tom Pelissero was doing it the day before that game on the 23rd of December, the day before Christmas Eve, and I, I, I recounted parts of the conversation. You just, the man to say, he just oozes charisma and confidence and um, humanity. He's got one of the most incredible blends of smarts and heart and guts and boy, what he sells is bought. And I just am seeing it right now for this team and they are on a roll and this would be the team I think that would potentially give people fits if it is Cincinnati. I bet you Cincinnati wants no piece of them if they're the two seed. <laughs> they don't want any piece of this. They'll take, they'll take anybody else. They don't want a piece of the Steelers. <laughs> and you know, the way that Kansas City is being a little bit up and down on offense and forgetting about running the ball. Okay, so you're going to let T.J. Watt pin his ears back? And Cameron Hayward pin his ears back? And Highsmith and the rest of them pin their ears back? Only only concern I have for the Steelers, really, only concern I have for the Steelers is that they need the Jets' help to make the playoffs. And I don't say that facetiously. I mean that to my core, because they do. So Billy Gardell, go to every church you know and try and light a candle for the Jets, because it didn't work for you the last time <laughs> when you needed the Jets' help to make the playoffs. But they do. Let me turn to them. I know when I called into the show on that same Friday after the Thursday night loss to Jacksonville, and I buried the Jets, and I'm like, it's time for a postmortem because they really don't have a shot. There's too many teams in front of them, including the Patriots who want a tiebreak on it for them to make the playoffs. Even with all that, I still gathered myself and thought to myself, Mike White's coming back from his broken ribs. They can go into Seattle and win that game, certainly since Seattle has not been all of that. Again, they went from 6-3 and three to 7-8. and eight. Okay? This is a team that was ripe for the beating. And they go in and lay another egg. Another egg. They were 7-4 and four after beating Chicago 31-10 to 10 on the 27th of November. And since then, they've lost five in a row, averaging 12 points per game. They haven't scored a single touchdown in the last two. To clinch their seventh straight losing season and a 12th straight non-playoff season. That's the longest streak in the NFL currently. But how about this? Try this one on for size. It's the longest non-playoff season streak the Jets have ever had. And that's saying a lot. Wow. Isn't it? Jets have never missed the playoffs 12 straight years, and they have now. And the major concern you got to have for this team is on the offensive side of the football. Clearly. Clearly. Because they draft the kid out of BYU in Zach Wilson, and he goes from struggling to unfixable. He goes from, we'll coach him up, to can't coach him anymore. And I'm not taking any cheese about Joe Douglas isn't shopping him around. Well, of course he's not shopping around. Who's going to take him? Who 
Who's going to take him? Who's going to be like, we'll take him in the middle of his first contract. We'll take him and try and turn him around so quick that we have to make a decision by the end of the year whether we're picking up his fifth-year option. That's what we'll do. We're going to see so much from him in his third year that we're going to make our fifth-year option bet on him after just having him in the program for one year. Really? Somebody's going to do that? Jets have no choice but to keep him. And maybe he is redeemable. But whatever the hell's working behind the scenes there ain't working. In 33 games since Robert Sala took over and had Mike LaFleur coordinate the offense, they've scored 30 or more points five times in 33 games. That's it, five. Zach Wilson finishes the season uh, unless, you know, Mike White lights it up in Miami. He currently leads the Jets for most touchdown passes on the team. Six. Six touchdown passes. Name me another, I don't even know. Don't even look it up. Name me another team where they walk into week 18 with your leader in the passing touchdown department is a guy with six. And he, he, and he can't even throw touchdown passes. Whew. That's bad. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. They have guys like Garrett Wilson on the team. He's good. He'll shoot you straight. This is Garrett Wilson after the dreadful loss in Seattle yesterday. What was the emotion like after your field straight loss? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, we feel like we feel like we we um, blew the season for real. You know, we won a chance at the playoffs and and. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that, that, you know, this means we're not going. And at the end of the day, that's what we wanted to do, you know, have a chance to prove ourselves beyond that. And, uh, you know, we're not getting it. We didn't get there. So we, uh, we don't feel good about it at all. I love that. He doesn't feel good about it, and he's tr- shooting you straight. We blew the season. We blew the season. Well, it's a team game. The offensive line helped blow the season because they couldn't block for anybody trying to run the football behind him. And if you can't run it in this league, then you're going to have to throw it, and clearly the quarterback needs the running game to help throw it. Can't I, I mean, the number of times I was seeing them run and the op, running back was hitting his head into some member of the Seattle Seahawks defense, and then, then let's run play action with Mike White turning his back to the defense like they're going to bite on the running game. Get out of here with that noise. And Robert Sala's right what he said after the game. That they're not far off. They were six and three. They were six and three. And then they were seven and four. But what they really were were a team that was snake bit by two injuries. Name me a bigger injury to their team, and I said it before, than Brees Hall to the Jets. All this stuff about not running the football and not having a big play game. He was all of that in one superhuman rookie body. Yeah, he's really good. And he was running behind Elijah Vera Tucker, who's one of the best offensive lineman in the game, he got hurt too. So everybody has injuries and they can come back from it. And the Jets aren't, I got sauce. They got some other guys. Quinn and Williams is showing up. Just find me some offense. Find me some offense. And I understand, you know, I, again, I'm not in the building and I'm not seeing it. If Zach's not the guy, then find somebody who can coordinate for him. Somebody who's going to turn the offense over to him and just say, we got one more year, do it. It's going to be tough to do because the fan base, we've had enough. 
But whatever's going on behind the scenes there ain't working. And I know, I get that Salah wants to run a certain offense because that's the way he ran it in San Francisco. And he can bring the defense there, and he already has. But something's up there, and I don't know if Woody's going to demand a change in the coaching staff. And if he does, how Salah handles that? That's his next challenge right there. One other team I want to pour one out for. Kenny Pickett had six touchdowns that leads the Steelers. I, I hear you. They only have 11 touchdown passes okay. on the season. Okay. Interesting food for thought there. Yeah. So there is another team? Yep. They're still alive, though, aren't they? They are. They need the Jets' help. What the Steelers need is they got to beat the Browns, and they need the Jets to beat the Dolphins, get rid of them, and then they need the Bills to take care of your pet, your Pats. And that's the way they make the playoffs. They need to beat the Browns and hope the Patriots and Dolphins lose. I'm a little bit more confident about the Bills beating the Patriots at home than the Jets going to Miami with a five-game losing streak like this. Can't get out of their own way. One last one to pour one out for. I want a 30-for-30 on the Washington Commander's decision to start Carson Wentz in that must-win game at home against the Browns on New Year's Day. I need it. I want to know it. It could be as simple as Ron Rivera throwing Carson Wentz into the game in San Francisco in week 16. The Christmas Eve day game where the Niners were beating up on Taylor Heineke and that offense and pounding on him, and Heineke turned it over a couple times, and he says, Wentz, you go in there, and Wentz goes 12-16 of for 123 yards and a touchdown. Like, okay, Carson's back. We got momentum. Let's go with him. Completely forgetting what happened earlier this season with Carson Wentz and what happened last season with Carson Wentz and the year before that with Carson Wentz. Because it appears Carson <laughs> Wentz has shown his spots. He's been good in spots, but I think his spots are guy who's got a big arm and a guy who forces the football where he shouldn't and holds onto the football way too long. He should get rid of it faster and other times not get rid of it where he thinks he could force it into. I think I just told you, I mean, he came off a of campus, North Dakota State, number two overall pick, and had an MVP campaign for a team that took the one seed that he helped build for Philadelphia and handed off to Nick Foles, and he's never been the same since, after blowing out his knee. Never been the same. He did play a full season the next year for Philadelphia. But... Or he played the full season one more time for Philadelphia. We all know what happened in Philadelphia. And bless the Eagles for having Jalen Hurts as their backup plan. And that backup plan has now become an MVP plan. And a one seed plan in their own right. But Wentz has shown his spots. And earlier this year, Washington... It, I don't know what... what this would be part of the 30 for 30. What... 
option plan was Wentz for this team? Plan D, plan E, after they went for Rodgers or Russ? Just remember what the quarterback carousel looked like around this time last year as it was materializing. So the red sweater is plan B. It's worse than that, <laughs> Ken Bone. It, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know what plan it was. But whatever it was, they were talking their way into it. And the rest of the world that was, you know, observing, and we heard it at the combine about Wentz when Indianapolis was telling me and, and Daniel Jeremiah, the writing was on the wall of the combine. Everybody was talking at the combine in 2022 that Wentz could not be gotten rid of fast enough by the Colts, who then confirmed it. The owner, general manager, even sweet Frank Reich did nothing to protect Carson Wentz from the barbarians at the jibber-jabbering gates in the NFL where everybody talks and lip-flap everywhere. And the commanders still took him. And they started 1-4 and and won a game in Chicago because of a muffed punt on the six-yard line gave the commanders an opportunity to run it in was Brian Robinson's first career touchdown to win 12-7. Wentz had 99 yards passing that game and hurt his finger. And they're 2-4, and four and they hand it off to Taylor Heineke, and we all saw it just looked different. It was different, looked different, felt different. The guy made plays. He took care of the football. And the team responded. They went 6-3-1. and one. But... After he beat Green Bay and Indianapolis and he lost to Minnesota, they handed Taylor Heineke was the first quarterback to quarterback a team to beat Philadelphia this year. They beat Houston. They beat Atlanta. Then they tie the Giants. Lose to the Giants in a game where, by the way, we all saw it at the end there, that garbage with the, that McLaurin wasn't lined up properly. I mean, it, not everything's Heineke's fault. And I know it started to fall apart in San Francisco, but then it turned back to Wentz. I mean, the writing was on a wall, wasn't it? Like Red Rum, three interceptions, including one at the end where he threw it into double coverage. They even got to look at Ron Rivera, and Ron Rivera had that want to get away look. Like, really? Like, yeah, we know you know who he is. I love the guy, and it wasn't even made better after the game when people asked him about who his quarterback's going to be if the Week 18 game means nothing because they're going to get eliminated. To clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Allen consideration? We can be eliminated. Yeah, if the Packers beat the Titans, oh, then right. you guys are eliminated. Well, we'll see. I love him. He's such a sweetheart. But look, he's not going to coach any differently if he knew he was going to get eliminated. But it's just it is just part and part. Like That's the sort of stuff that people leap on if your judgment is already questioned. About, like, what do you think? Wentz was just going to, you're going to catch lightning in the bottle? Like it was pre-knee injury Wentz? Like, really? You thought that's the guy that was going to show up? Hey, but at least you got Major Tutty. Who's that? Oh, yeah, the new... I mean, Talk about a time to unveil a new mascot. It's a hog, and they showed up with the hogs who, prior to this week, were threatening to sue the team. But I guess everything's fine with the hogs, and Major Tutty is their new mascot. I mean, 
Can we can we wait to next year to unveil Man. Major Tutty? Like you're 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 you're, you're you're rolling out Major Tutty at a home game where read the room where guys. where where you might you you know you got Wentz here and you you might get eliminated or you might I mean like wow like now Major now Tutty. now we're introducing Major Tutty. I mean I think Major Tutty was peeling potatoes by the end of the night because the season's gone awol. <laughs> I need a 30 for 30 on how the hell this all happened. From when starting to Major Tutty's unveiling. By the way, write that down. Major Tutty's unveiling. It's not a bad one. That is not a bad one for a fantasy team name. You can listen to the NFL in the NFL app on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. Josh Allen, when we come back, he's a pretty good quarterback playing in a pretty damn big game for a pretty darn good team. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. NetSuite wants you to know your numbers, certainly in time for the new year. Get the year started off right. Have better visibility than the one that you're already having. Certainly if you're using spreadsheets and outdated finance software to run your business. To see the full picture, you've got to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. 
So over 30, 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash richradio. Head to netsuite.com slash richradio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash richradio. I, I, I've heard of him. Have you heard of Josh Allen? He's, play, he's pretty good. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Good player. Plays quarterback yep. for the Buffalo Bills. Good player. Taking on Joe Burrow and the Bengals tonight. One seat on the line. That's all. Had a chance to chat with the man. Check it out. Big Monday night football game, as we know. Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And joining us right here is the all-world quarterback of the current one-seated Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Good what, do you, to you. what goes through your mind on a big game like this this week? What do you got for well, me? Honestly, like all the games, they feel big to me. They're, they all feel the same. Um, if they're all big. None of them are big. So that's that's the mindset that we have. Uh, it's the next one in our progression. We understand the implications that come along with this game. But our main focus is to to make this a one-game season and do whatever we need to do to try to win a football game. Okay. So um, we're you put it in a box. Is that basically what you're saying? You put the game in a box just this week? Yeah. That's, that's it? Well, yeah. I, I think that's, that's the mindset that we've always had here. Um, it's all about the next game. And we're not trying to make any game bigger than, than the next. So uh, this is the biggest game because it's the next one. And, again, I, I know it sounds cliche and you probably want a different answer, but that's honestly how we feel in this locker room. Uh, we're, we're just trying to find a way to go out, have a good week of practice next to come Monday night. And I'll, I'll ask you this because, you you're, you know, we, we've spoken before. What do, you, what do you think my answer wants to be? I mean, when you said that, what, like, what do, you, what do you think I'm looking for? What do you think, Josh? Not falling for it. Not falling for it. <laughs> no. Good try, though. Good try. Like I want you to denigrate Joe Burrow. You're going to crush him. You want? I'm I'm not a bulletin board material guy. I'm like literally wondering what you know where you are in your career for a game like this Monday Night Football. That's all. That's all I I'm know. looking for. I now respect that about you. Okay, good. I'm glad that. Okay, mutual respect. So, uh, what is your relationship with Burrow like? Have you been around him enough to have one at all? Yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've shared a lot of conversations in the past, and um, obviously, he trained with Jordan Palmer. I was out there quite a bit and getting to know, know him there, spending some time with him off the field a little bit as well. Um, the dude is all football. Like he is, he's 1000% bought in and it's so cool to watch how he's kind of progressed. And uh, we know about the injury in the first year and then obviously second year coming in, setting the world on fire and uh, carrying it over into this year. And um, he really is. He, he's a great dude. His story's fantastic. You know, going to Ohio state, grew up in Ohio, uh, didn't really work out there going to LSU uh, and then that second year in LSU maybe had the greatest college season of all time and um, it's it's really cool like that's what that's like they make movies out of that stuff you know so uh, I, I respect him so so freaking much on and off the field he's he's a great dude he's a great football player he seems like he's a leader of men his teammates respect him and um, that's, that's really all there is to say about him so when when you said he's a thousand percent all ball you got a good story to illustrate that where it, it first dawned on you struck you like okay this guy's this guy's all ball like no i mean he's just like even throwing uh like me sam sam donald and kyle allen like when we're out there throwing you know i'm i'm usually messing around they're trying to focus up but i'm i'm usually distracting them a little bit mm-hmm. joe you can't distract him he's just stone cold he's almost uh almost emotionless like he's just I'm, I'm working on my craft right now. It's it's really cool. And then you know you mentioned about great stories. Obviously, you've got one of you've got one of your own, Josh. And I'm, I'm and again, I know you're you're taking week to week here, and you're putting things in a box. But and I've been around this game 
uh, a while. And when I first started doing NFL Network, uh, and for the first 15 years of NFL Network, pretty much the AFC quarterbacks that had a shot to make the Super Bowl or made it or went far in the playoffs were Brady, Peyton, and Big Ben. Like that was just like a a cycle for a long time of three quarterbacks. And right now, you know, with the due respect to everyone else, we're, we're looking at you and Burrow, obviously, and Mahomes is another. Do you? Does that strike you at any moment in time? Go, wow! Like I'm, I'm, I'm part of this mix now in the NFL. I'm considered, or I've played myself into that position. I mean, when, when you put it that way, it sounds sounds really cool. It's surreal to be mentioned in the same breath as as those three guys that you mentioned. Um, but I don't really take time to think about that. I'm right. just trying to just trying to be the best quarterback that I can be here for the Bills and all that stuff. Again, is is all. I'd say media narrative and that's media driven. And, and I know the fans love it, but um, you know, we're, I'm just trying to find out, you know, find a way to, to continue to get better here and um, finally close the deal on, on a Super Bowl. You know, we've been close a couple of years and uh, that's our main goal that we set out each and every year and every year that we don't win it, it just, you know, it hurts. So uh, just trying to push through that right now. And um, obviously there's still a lot of time left and we got to, we got to, we're focused on Monday night right now, but um yeah, we we're, we're focused on trying to trying to win a Super Bowl. That's that's what we want to do. Josh Allen here on the Rich Eisen show. Also Monday Night Football prior to the the Monday Night game against the Bengals. What has been your biggest challenge this year um, for you, Josh? Yeah, well, I think uh, halfway through the season, the the elbow injury that I sustained. Um, you know, I didn't miss any time from it. That was a that was a long long couple of weeks there of just staying in the training room, making sure I was getting as much rehab as possible. Um, and then again, just trying to, trying to be better. You know, I, every time I look at my kind of old self, it's like, all right, why are my eyes starting here? Why, why didn't I recognize this as cover two? Why didn't I get to my check down here? And it's fighting that, that battle inside of me of like, I can make all these throws, um, and I can force one here and it's going to be all right. But also trusting the, the other 10 guys on the football field and, and making the smart play and trying to be an extension of coach Dorsey, uh, our offensive coordinator. And when I'm on the field and, um, just trying to, you know, learn the nuances and ins and outs of how to consistently, you know, win games in the NFL. Is that decision-making in the moment skills? Is that what you're also referring to? First, yeah, I definitely say that. And again, there's, there's times where it calls for those split second, like I've got like risk reward type plays, like how much am I risking? How much can I gain from it? Um, where sometimes those differences are so small to me, I, I forget to kind of think about, the reward and uh yeah that's that's what we've been working on and um over the last few weeks we've been working you know keeping keeping the ball out of, uh, the other team's hands um last last week got a little little off of that uh so just, again just trying to get back to playing smart football and then and then deciding when to use your legs and shoulder lowering it and things like that i mean um, i'm wondering yeah. how that that works between the temples in real that time. plays that plays into it i think <laughs> uh i think that's mostly dictated on flow of the game down in distance. Um, but again, if we need a spark and I got to do something like that, I'm willing to do it. Josh Allen, a few more minutes left here with the, with the bills quarterback, the Bengals in particular, what have you seen on film? What are you talking about? What are you, what are you, what, what keys are you uh, willing to make public here? Yeah, I think their defensive line, um, they don't have the sack numbers this year, but they've been extremely disruptive in the past front. Um, they got two defensive ends that are, you know, very high motor, um, relentless attackers that they can get to, they can get to the quarterback. So, um, you know, making sure we're good with protection, 
understanding that. I think obviously Logan Wilson, I played with him in Wyoming. He's a, he's a heck of a talent. He's fine all over the field, making plays. It's so awesome to see him doing that. And I think their safety tandem is one of the better in the league. I think, uh, you know, Bates, especially just recognizing routes when they're in their post high. And um, he gets a little low sometimes, but he's, he's understanding what the concepts of the opposing team is running. And he's just trying to um, make a play. And he's, he's made quite a few for them over the years. And even going back to my second year playing, playing the Bengals, he's like the guy that we had the key. And like, he's, he's a heck of a player. He's a ball hawk. He's smart. He's savvy. Um, and he's been a, a really long, good, long player in this league for a long, long time. Um, and he continues to make plays. So, um, and other than that, again, they're just high energy. They're, they're playing great football right now. I think they're on a six game win streak. So, uh, we're going to have our hands full. So, um, before I let you go here, I'm waving the wand and making you the commissioner of the NFL, Josh Allen. Congratulations. You've got a pay raise. Um, also, um, the, I'll take the jet. Okay. Sounds good. We, yeah, we, 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 I'll, I'll get you hooked up, but for the moment, just, I've just waved the wand. You're the commissioner of the NFL rule change. You make a rule change. Josh Allen can make a rule change and you, and you could just go into the competition committee and pound the table and say, this is it. This is what I want. What is it? That's a very good question. I think, oh man, there's, there's so many directions I can go in here. Um, we, we've got a guy on our staff. His name's Mark Lubick and he is, basically the encyclopedia or he's the NFL rule book. Like he's got everything. He, he's got all the answers. He's very yes. smart. And I always talk about throwing the ball downfield. If a receiver can catch it on one leg and throw the ball downfield, that's technically an illegal forward pass, but he never gains possession of it. So I just eliminate that rule altogether. If you can catch the ball with one leg and chuck it down the field with like, if you catch it one handed and chuck it down the field, more power to you. So I think uh, that's the one rule I would change is the, the double or legal forward pass. Oh, oh, this is fantastic. I've asked this question of many f- folks in my day. Never heard this. So l- let me just, okay. Josh Allen, you fade back to pass. You got a nice clean pocket. Okay. Your guys yep. are protecting you. You see him and you know who I mean by him. By the yep. way, do you, do you refer to Stefan Diggs as him? Do you ever call him? That's that? him. Okay. He's him. So you see him, him is open. You hit him. Him grabs it with one him hand. And, 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 or, or both hands are fine. He's just got to be on one leg when he catches it. Like what? Yeah, I mean, th- again, the, the whole rule of a catch is two feet plus a football move. Correct. correct? Right. So yes. if you don't have two feet and make a football move, you technically don't have possession of the ball. That's true. So therefore you could pass the ball further downfield. Okay. Does Gabe Davis sense? is now open because everybody thinks the ball's going to him because you have thrown it to him. So correct. Stefan Diggs before touching his second foot down on the ground can throw it to Gabe Davis for a touchdown. That's correct. And like you've seen like DBs, right? The quarterback throws the ball to bounds, but a DB makes a jumping catch and he throws it back into the field of play. Yes. Right. You've seen those. There was an interception just, I think last week, two weeks ago on something. It was in the end zone. It was uh, Titans, right? Uh, Yeah. yeah, Right. Yes. Roger McCreary. Yeah. And made a heck of a play. But again, did the ball go forward? Is that technically an illegal forward pass? They're never going to call it on the defense. But eliminate it just completely. So the offense. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Outside the I, box there for you. It, way out of the box. So you've, you've had these conversations internally? You've had, you've had them? Yes. And okay. then there's, uh, yeah. And then there's another one. It's uh, okay. if, if a punter just got the ball and yep. instead of punting it, just kind of got low and threw it up as high as he could. Like it's free game at that point. And I don't know if the, 
that's this is really more like a scenario, not a rule. Sure. But I'm just I, I want to see it live in a game and like your gunners can now catch the ball. And I don't know what would the kick returner see that as a throw as a kick? Would he tell his guys to Peter and get away from it? Yes. It's an easy completion for the offense. Right. So yeah, like I've a, always thought about that play too. A punt Mary? Is that what we would call uh, that? Yeah, yeah. A punt like Mary. So the and again, the the key would be for the punter to have the presence of mind to duck down so nobody could see whether when the ball comes out, if it comes off his foot or he's thrown it, to look like a punt. Correct. I like it. Because if it's short, that, that return is going Peter, Peter, and all of a sudden those the defenders are just flying off the field and you have two true. gunners right there to catch the ball. Might be a walk-in. Fantastic. Food for thought, man. This is great. I love both of these ideas. Um, the other one would change the game, just like where the receiver can actually, because he hasn't technically had possession yet, he could still just catapult yeah. it forward. I like it, Josh. You're a thinker. You're a player. You're a thrower. And um, I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Have a great Monday night, and we'll we'll t- we'll chat down the line. Sounds good, Rich. You got God it. bless the one and only Josh Allen right here, coming up with crazy ass ideas prior to Monday Night Football. What do you think? What do you think? Um, I thought we had to worry about Rodgers being like the highest quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. Man, what are they smoking in Buffalo? <laughs> wings? They they they're smoking wings? Wow. What do you think? I think Iowaska, the double pass? The double pass? I think Ayahuasca maybe is making his way around the league. He does not have possession of it. He doesn't have possession of it. I don't know if possession is still... I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that's how that that's works. Not how it I don't works. think that's how any of this works. But he's not wrong. Like If, if a defender bats it you know, forward and to another defender, he can catch it. Why can't an offensive player do that? Yeah, but in Josh's scenario, he's... Catching it with one hand while not getting the second foot down and then chucking it like Correct. 20 yards forward again. Right. A double, like it's a double flick, like Larry yeah, David. Like the, Larry, Larry David's famous double, double flick. Flea he wants a flea flicker to go back once and then another time, the double flick. I don't think defenses would, would stand for that. <laughs> also, what punter would be able to crouch uh, down and then, and then not get pummeled? Not get blown up. <laughs> And still be able to just pop pass it from a crouching position to so throw high. It really high where it looks like a punt. So everyone's like, get out of the way. And then the gunner just steps in and catches it. And the gunner steps in and has a walk in. God bless you, Josh Allen. You are a great American. Uh, that's very funny. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We will wrap up this show by uh, giving you some food for thought for tonight's Monday night football game and what it might mean for the final game of the season. That's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, powered by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has got the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. So, tonight's game, what is at stake for tonight's game? I've been talking up these Bengals all year long. I'm proud to say it. They're like my anti Raiders take. <laughs> I told you at 0 2, I'm not going, I'm not jumping off them. I told you before the season this was their div- division to take. Yeah, you did. Uh, part of the reason why is I liked their offensive line maneuvers um, coming into uh, free agency and out of free agency. I liked them. They, you know, they've begun to help. <laughs> you know, they have gelled. And it's just, again, Joe Burrow gets better. You just heard what Josh Allen said. He's like 100% about ball. So if the Bengals win this football game, they wrap up the AFC North, they can print a playoff ticket. The question is, is... For which week? Because it is possible. Because they've beaten the Chiefs. That would mean they've beaten. That would mean they've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Bills. They've beaten the Patriots. They've beaten the Jets. They've beaten the Steelers. Name a team that's in the playoffs. Okay. They've beaten the Titans. So they've they've been the most battle-tested. They've gone through this incredible stretch in November and December against some stout opponents. And that would mean they wouldn't lose a single one of them. Eight straight wins they'd have. Then you got the Bills, who could basically be like, okay, we've beaten Mahomes and we've beaten Burrow. And guess what? One seed. How does that that taste? Do you like that? You like that, right? Mm -hmm. Because the Buffalo Bills are sitting there right there in the one seed. The Bengals helped put them there. And it's all good in that hood for the Buffalo Bills tonight if they win this game. They get that much closer to the one seed. So that's what's at stake. And so is, by the way, the final game of the year. The two games on a Saturday. The NFL last couple of years came up with an idea. Okay, we'll, we'll now that we're playing an 18th regular season week, we're going to utilize the fact that there's no college football. We're going to take two games and place them on a Saturday, and they'll help set up Sunday. Well, this year, there really wasn't a lot of choice for them. And I don't know if NBC said, we don't want part of the AFC South mm-hmm. championship game. Like, that's not game 256 or game, what is it now, 272, yes. okay? that That's not game 272 now. Especially because the Jaguars can still make the playoffs as the seventh seed if they lose to the Titans. Two AFC South teams can make it. It's entirely possible. We don't need that. Because <laughs> here's the deal. 
if New England loses to Buffalo and Miami loses to the Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers lose to the Cleveland Browns, even with a loss to Tennessee, Jacksonville would win the tiebreak among eight and nine AFC wildcard hopefuls based on conference record. So you don't want to have them already clinch a playoff spot going into the so-called win-or-go-home game. You want to have a playoff game. And I guess... That and the fact that they feel like maybe the country's not tuning in to see Jacksonville and Tennessee as the final game. Certainly with Joshua Dobbs starting for Tennessee, yeah. they just weren't into it. So they're putting it on a Saturday night, and that, that'll be great. And you got the Chiefs and the Raiders. The problem is, if the Bills lose tonight, right? If the Bills lose tonight, then the Chiefs might be able to wrap up the one seed. It's kind of dicey. Well, bottom line is this. You're not going to have a de facto winner goes in, loser goes home playoff game for the final game of the year. So Bengals-Ravens number two kind of looks like it. If the Bengals might need the one seed, or if certainly if the Beng- if the Bengals lose tonight, if the Bills win tonight, for instance, then the Bengals would need to win that game in order to win the AFC North. It would be for the right to win the AFC North and be a three seed or be the six seed. Right. Or five. I'm only into that as the last game if Lamar Jackson is playing. Which we don't know. John Harbaugh already said he doesn't know if he's practicing this week. And also, it looks like if it is three and six, if the Bengals lose and it's three and six, they're going to play each other the next week. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't. Put, uh, I don't you know. Can't put that in. I'm thinking it's entirely possible if the Bills win tonight. Bills Patriots final game. Because Pats need a win to make it. Need, the, Pats need a win to make it. Bills Doesn't matter what happens. One seed. Right. right. Bills need a win for a one seed, and it's either the Bills or the Chiefs. The Chiefs are sitting at home yeah. rooting for the Patriots, oddly enough. That's the way it kind of looks to me right now. So if I had to bet on what the final game of the year is, it's going to be Bills-Patriots. Pats lose by 30. I think the country would tune in to watch that. <laughs> Thanks to Jamar Chase and Josh Allen. Tomorrow's show, Chris Long will join us to discuss the Monday Night. Happy New Year, one and all. Back on Roku in a sec to wrap it up.